Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. Hi, I'm Randy. Hi, I'm Jamie. So, it's been a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever you celebrate. Putting a pagan tree up and throwing presents under it. You know. Um, (laughs) So, um, while we all thought we were going to have a nice, peaceful, restful Christmas holiday because they had done all the crazy stuff that they were thinking about doing, Mm -hmm. um, I got a text from a Senate staffer at 1050 on the 23rd of December. They who <laughs> shall not be named. <laughs> yes. Letting me know very nicely because I very much appreciated it, but letting me know that the house had scheduled two, if needed, session days for the week before Christmas and New Year's. And it was at that point where I was like, oh, if they really do schedule a veto override on the six week ban, yeah. I'm seriously going to like swing some heads together. Right. So, um, what was interesting was it wasn't was just not just the six week ban because um, Kasich actually vetoed a energy standards mandate um, reversal. So right. they had while Strickland was governor, they had passed a bill increasing the standards for renewable energy. So a certain percentage of the electricity you get from AEP or whoever it is who gives you your power had to be from renewable resources by. I think it was like 2018 or something like that. Right. Um, and then two years ago, they delayed that for two years. So maybe it was 2016 and they delayed it to 2018. And then the state legislature wanted to say, oh, we're going to change these standards into goals. You should get to this point. Right. But you don't have to get to that point. Yeah. Um, so Kasich vetoed that. He also vetoed a bill that would have eliminated any state agency that d- couldn't tell the state legislature why it needed to continue to exist every two years. Hmm. Um, I guess Texas is the only other state in the country that has something like that. And it's every like decade or something like that. Right. So every two years, every single state agency, Medicaid, (laughs) job and family services, the EPA, Department of Natural Resources would have to come before the state legislature and justify it, justify its existence. And if the state legislature didn't think they did a good enough job, the department would just automatically get eliminated. Wouldn't right. need a vote. Wouldn't need anything. Would just poof go away. So these were some these were some pretty significant yes. things. Yeah, I mean, so, major yeah. state energy <laughs> policy, uh, a threat to state agencies. Yeah. And uh, the six-week abortion ban Mm -hmm. that, you know, everybody knows is the heartbeat bill. Yeah, so all three of those he vetoed. um, And all along I was kind of like, I don't know that they'd come back just for the six-week ban. But they come back for one of these other ones. Holy crap. Like, I think if they come back for one, they're going to do everything. Um, Out of spite. Yeah, pretty much. You were getting the text from the staffers. I was getting the calls from the reporters like, Uh hey, do you think that maybe this is going to happen? Um. And that was that was sort of the prevailing wisdom is yeah. if they have to if they really feel that they have to come back to override a veto for mm-hmm. any one thing, they're probably dragging the heartbeat bill back into it mm-hmm. just to really piss off John Kasich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um so that all happened that Tuesday, so like the twenty sixth. Um and then for some reason they decided to not do it. So they canceled those two if needed yeah. days and they 
went away, signy die, and bye bye, see you later, and ended session for the year. So good riddance. Good riddance. <laughs> bye bye. Although they came back stronger than ever. Um, right. And so you know, so that was how that wrapped up. The six week, ban- the twenty week ban did go all the way through. Um, it is not in effect already. It is actually they have ninety days before it goes into effect. So it'll go into effect. I think the thirteenth of March. Right. Um, so all of the clinics and everything are, are looking at figuring that out and, you know, those kinds of things. What's interesting about that bill is kind of on the same, like there's a six week ban and the heartbeat bill, they're the same thing. They keep saying this is a 20 week ban, but the way that they define gestation in the bill is post fertilization. Mm-hmm. And that's not how doctors, shocking, not how doctors actually calculate gestational age. Wait, they didn't talk to doctors first, Jamie? <gasps> What? And they didn't use scientific terms or anything based no. on actual reality. I know. I don't believe that. So um, it's actually, um, doctors calculate it by from last menstrual period, which is about two weeks before that point. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a 22-week ban for women yeah. who are out there like really looking at, holy crap, I'm close to this mark. Where am I? Number one, it's not in effect yet. Mm-hmm. And it is really gestational age based on how doctors actually calculate yeah. it. About a 22-week ban. Yeah. Um, so really when we talk about who's impacted by that and kind of reality on it actually getting implemented now, yeah. that's the reality that women in Ohio will be facing. Um, and I feel like none of these people ever took a sex education class because <laughs> they don't realize that just because, you know, you have it doesn't mean it's going mm-hmm. to get through the fallopian tube, yeah. get implanted into the <laughs> uterus. A lot of stuff has happened. Like, right. of course, they didn't think about any of that stuff because half of them can't even say the word sex and mm-hmm. apparently menstruation is too graphic. <laughs> like, what the fuck? But, right. but let's legislate all mm-hmm. of this stuff. We can't even, we're too embarrassed to even talk about. Yeah. And in addition to what happened in Ohio, that's going to take place 90 days from when the bill was signed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mid-March. Uh, since we've come back, uh, the state of Kentucky <laughs> yes. went mm-hmm. into overdrive. And uh-huh. they passed their own 20-week ban yes. uh, and put an emergency clause on it, which meant that it went into effect immediately. Yes. So in the time since Ohio signed a 20-week ban, Kentucky's uh-huh. already put one in place. So, you know, there was this idea, this notion... It uh, had to happen immediately. Uh, yeah. Apparently it had to happen immediately. Well, and it wasn't the only thing. Like They passed that bill. They passed a mandatory ultrasound with mandatory counseling about what the fetus looks like and those kinds of things and put an emergency clause in it. Uh-huh. They made Kentucky a right-to-work state, a so-called mm-hmm. right-to-work state. They Bunch took away collective bargaining. I mean, it was like six bills attacking unions and women. Yeah. yeah. So there was this there was this notion, and, and Trump said these words explicitly, women will just go to other states. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now you've got Ohio banning mm-hmm. procedures at 20 weeks. You've got Kentucky banning procedures at 20 weeks. You know, it, it would have been the case had yeah. Kentucky's ban gone into effect. That And we have Indiana who's already putting women in jail for having. So, I mean, where the fuck are they going? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, we are very quickly becoming an entire central region of the country where yes. it's not just you need to go to the next state over. Yeah. You know, you're going to have literally to... fly over states. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we are. Yeah. Yes. You're going to have to cross a mountain range. Yes. To to get a procedure, you know, and you're 20 weeks pregnant. You know, it's mm-hmm. yeah. 
it's such a horrible, cruel Especially thing Especially if, if it's wanted, which mm-hmm. most of them are. And now you have to go through all this. And on top of, I'm not going to get to keep this baby that I probably wanted at this, you know, mm-hmm. late time. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Right. Or the low-income woman who is more likely yeah. to be doing it at this point doesn't have the money, the money. to fly over. Exactly. And we saw the New York Times a couple years ago. We'll try to find it, put it in the show notes. Did a reporting of a, a study called the Turnaway Study. And it really looked at women who were able to get their procedure and women who were turned away from the clinic because they were too far gone. And the the results were drastic. Mm-hmm. The women who were able to get the health care they needed when they needed to have it got out of poverty. You know, their children were happy and healthy. You know, yeah. all these much better things versus this woman who was then forced to continue a pregnancy she didn't want to and and the impacts of that on her and her family. Yeah. So, you know, that's really what's happening. And we'll see, you know, kind of how this proceeds with this new Trump administration. And then as our state legislature comes back. Yeah. Um, to this morning, they announced all the committees. I had like a 1% amount of hope that they might get rid of the Community and Family Advancement Committee, but that's that's been shattered. No. So the, the infamous abortion committee is yes. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, The Cleveland Plain Dealer had a great article this morning Mm -hmm. sort of outlining Mm -hmm. all of the potential uh, anti-choice restrictions that might come up in this General Assembly. I think it's safe to say we will see some new version of the heartbeat bill. Yeah. Um, Ohio Right to Life is more than likely going to have their own agenda to, to bring out. Um, the good news is that, you know, we still have some really terrific pro-choice champions mm-hmm. in the legislature. They'll be bringing back some of their legislation that they proposed last time around. So uh, Ohio, you know, women and families will have those, uh, you know, those good proposals to advocate for, mm-hmm. not just standing against some mm-hmm. stuff. Um, we'll put that link in the show notes. Uh, something that uh, was included in that Plain Dealer article that um, caught my eye was, uh, I guess Kasich was asked why he vetoed yeah. the, the six-week ban, mm-hmm. and he made up some <laughs> lie, which he said before mm-hmm. uh, about how, well, it didn't include exceptions for rape or incest, so I couldn't Neither sign that. Neither does the 20-week ban. Right. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> The Washington Post has looked into this because uh-huh. they contacted our office uh, when he when Kasich was running for president and said, uh-huh. "Hey, he's been talking about exceptions for rape and incest." No, There's, nothing. If he you signed. look back through no. all of the restrictions, nothing. yeah, they're they're never present. So he's never yeah. made that a requirement before. Uh-uh. So this is a, just a bold-faced lie that he's making up about not supporting the heartbeat bill. I mean, there's you know there could be many reasons why he vetoed this bill. Um, most people think that it's because he, you know, doesn't want that court challenge uh-huh. that would fail. Yeah. Um, but his whole thing about suddenly he's concerned about rape victims and then says, no, no, that's not the case. You've never been concerned for them before. Mm-mm. Not so. as all about golden showers, but don't piss on us and then call it rain. Like <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> like what? Yeah. There's no exceptions. In this bill, the literally the bill you got at the same time, right? And you had no, yeah. So, (laughs) what are you talking about? They were on his desk side by side, and he's like, Well, this one doesn't have exceptions, (laughs) and it's a problem over here, but this one, I don't really care, yeah. Well, and and and, you know, high rate to life comes back on that. Well, they should know by 20 weeks, 
I'm like, no. It's like, none do you of know? your business to decide when. If I've been traumatized, yeah. I've been literally have one of the worst things could possibly happen to a person Mm -hmm. and you're telling me when I need to decide what I'm going to do about it. Maybe I don't even know because I'm not even getting a pregnancy test because I'm just thinking about what happened. Like what? Yeah. I mean, mean, trauma affects the brain in so many different ways and and stress affects women's cycles in so many different ways. So, you know, the fact that they were just so cavalier with, well, they should just know by then. I'm like, then obviously you don't understand this. No, you don't give a shit. No. And it's not about caring about, obviously it's not about caring about women. I mean, these people, but I mean, we better get ready Mm because this is just what, we're in for yeah. obviously during yeah. this next few fucking four years. Well, I think though on on kind of setting a bright line on on what could be well will be a disaster for the next two and four years it was, um, and I can't remember if we talked about it because it was so long ago with Amelia. But what Representative Duffy from the Worthington area mm-hmm. actually was an original co-sponsor of the 20 week ban. So mm-hmm. when it was circulated, like we're going to introduce this bill, he signed on at the very beginning. Uh-huh. And when it came to a vote, he voted no. And the reason he did that was because women and families came in and they told their stories. Right. And, you know, so, so often we feel like people don't hear and telling stories isn't important and those kinds of things. I mean, yeah, the bill did still pass, but yeah, we made a huge difference in that one person and that one person can talk to another person and that person can talk to another right. person. And so, mm-hmm. you know, really looking at the importance of individual storytelling, especially, you know, with the stories that we brought because yeah. his concern was the fetal anomalies yeah. and these families having to continue doomed pregnancies. Yeah. Um, so, you know, really being able to share these stories and share with people those things. So as the legislature comes back and we see things that are introduced on the other side and we introduce ours, Mm -hmm. you know, just really remembering that it really, you know, it doesn't, a lot of times it doesn't feel like you're making a difference when you're calling your legislator's office or you're going in and talk to them, Mm -hmm. but it really does. It resonates with them on some level, at least, at least for the ones who are thinking actual human beings. Um, not convinced. I don't feel, I mean, I have to be honest, like that makes like thinking about the man who came and testified, um, on behalf of his wife who can be there. And the fact that all those people were in there literally crying and then those same people went and still voted for it. Like, again, you have to be dealing with people who actually give a fuck about human mm-hmm. beings. And yeah. so Christina Hagen doesn't yeah. care about people. No. Know that name. Yeah. Get all these names out here. <laughs> right. um, what's his name? Rep Antani. Yeah. Um, there's the, many more. They're in the Community and Family Advancement Committee yeah. and they don't give a fuck about people. No. But there, there are some legislators that, you know, that either do care, uh, you know, some mm-hmm. of them do care about people. Some of them did not come in with this as the main yeah. objective mm-hmm. of why they want to serve in public mm-hmm. office. If we can figure out who those moderates are and talk mm-hmm. to them, get them to hear the stories, yeah. they're not going to be able to stop a bill once it hits the floor. Mm-hmm. But if they can stop the bill from getting yeah. to the floor, yeah. then that's mm-hmm. a victory right there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, continuing to tell stories, continuing to be active. Uh, one person who told us all to continue um, being active in politics uh, was the president. Um, <laughs> Barack Obama gave his farewell address, um, sat there and watched, and my wife was on the couch beside me and just tears. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep playing case. my president is black until January 21st. And then I'll still play it after that because he'll still be black in my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Obama what did, will still uh, be my president. What did you think of the farewell address? 
I liked it. I mean, I thought it was really good. I was like, I was I, when he was talking about Michelle, and of course she got the standing ovation, <laughs> and talking about how he was just so proud to be like um, Stasha Malia's dad. And I'm just like, it just makes me really, really happy um, and feel very proud, like that this was our first, you know, black president, and he his family just has so much class and like. No scandals, which you know people were looking. You <laughs> yeah, know they right. were looking hard trying to find something on this man and right. could not find anything. So, yeah, that just makes me really, really proud. Um, and it also makes me really, really sad because when we have come in, has zero class. Yeah. I mean, really, it, it, yeah, it's just like complete opposite um right. and the feeling of, of somebody who literally it feels like even if you didn't you know support him or vote for him he was still going to treat you well and listen to you and this other person has made it already clear from his tweets like my enemy love to my enemies the people mm-hmm. who fought me like you're a fucking child like why yeah, yeah. I can't. I really can't. Like, but anyway, back yeah. to the, our current president still. Um, I thought it was really great, and I was really happy when he did people tell people to organize because, mm-hmm. yes. you know, you have to do it. And I'll get on my soapbox for one minute. Like, people, and I'm really happy people are um, wanting to get engaged right now and feeling like, oh, my God, like, we need to do something. You could have done something prior to November 8th, mm-hmm. and you could have made phone calls and got out in Canvas, but a lot of you didn't, and so I'm calling you out. And it's uh, good. I'm glad that you're going to do something now, but you could have done something before right. to prevent mm-hmm. this, and right. you didn't. So, yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think, too, I think the president's call and our call and everyone else's call is – not to normalize this. No. Because what's going to happen, and actually Colbert actually did a funny little bit on it um, last night on his show. Um, what's going to happen is people are going to be all up in arms right now. Mm-hmm. And then we're just all going to kind of fall off and forget it. I mean, with Senate Bill 5, I mean, it was the biggest fight Ohio had ever seen. You know, over a million signatures came in on that ballot. You know, more than double, almost three times. I think it was like three times as many as they needed mm-hmm. to get it on the ballot. And people mobilized. And the Kasich was the devil and evil and yeah, the most awful person in the world. And then two years later, they reelected him governor. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, what we, what we really need is people to, you know, not lose this. I mean, no, we can't. Yeah live constantly at this level true. of anxiety and fear I know. I'm and be on blood pressure yeah <laughs> but we also can't much. we can't normalize and just yeah. kind of be like oh this is how it is now it's no it's okay it's no. not okay you can't get complacent no you can't get fucking amnesia like we <laughs> people it's like so much goes on all the time people get amnesia to stuff that literally just happened six months ago mm-hmm. like it's yeah i mean it's not a it's not a coincidence that the only shit that passes in the Ohio legislature is in the first six months of a two-year legislative session and the last three weeks of a legislative session because it's early enough that you're going to forget about it when you vote for them two years later and it's also too late to vote against them because it's their it's lame duck session so yeah I think that Obama's message really was and I really I actually really loved how he you know went through all of the accomplishments yeah I mean it's ridiculous that you know, he's going out as a scandalized president who never got anything done and was all awful and blah, blah, blah. And like, according to some people, yeah. 
<laughs> well, and even like the mainstream news. I mean, we we saw it with um, with Hillary as a candidate too. Mm-hmm. You know, these tiny little things that wouldn't be an issue were these huge issues. Yeah. And so it was really just kind of refreshing and kind of reassuring that you know, all these things did happen. Of course, now they're all just going to mm-hmm. fall apart. But um, I really got that out of it um, as well. What was your take, Gabe? Uh, the emphasis on running for office. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've uh, one of our, our best champions in the state of Ohio is Connie Schultz. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard her, you know, tell rooms full of women time and time again, uh, you yeah. need to run for mm-hmm. office, not yeah. other people. It's not that there should be people, but, um, you know, if, if you are listening to this podcast, you, you. should run for office. <laughs> um, be it school board. I mean, it doesn't need yeah. to be Congress. Yeah. Any level. <laughs> because, well, we, it, that's the more, more important positions anyway. Like, you don't have to think, oh, I'm going to run and then run for Congress or run for the Senate. Like, no, we need people on the local level because those are the ones right. who are actually making right. the decisions mm-hmm. that really affect your life every day. Like, yeah. So it's okay. Um, Brian, yes, mm-hmm. like you said, run for school board, city yeah. council. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. County Do commissioner, it. township Do trustee, it. pick yes. an office and run yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. So, you know, I thought that was a really terrific message. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as it was personal, it went out to the organizers, the people who have been pounding yeah. the pavement. You know, if mm-hmm. if you're the type of person who was knocking on doors, then you are eligible yeah. <laughs> to run for office. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and also, you're better. Your, <laughs> I like it that he's like, get off from behind your computer talking to someone online and talk to someone in real life. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. have the balls, yeah. do yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So I I thought it was terrific. Uh, there was somebody who you know, some people online criticizing how long he spoke and comparing it to previous presidents' farewell address. I'm like, no, you know what? It was like 35, 40 minutes. Uh, and it's what we wanted. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, the Obama followers. If you didn't enjoy the speech, then he wasn't talking to you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and I think the the Obama faithful, we wanted. You yeah. know, one last mm-hmm. nice big speech from the sky. Exactly. Um, well, and then it was such I let a... let me end it with, yes, we can. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yes, we will. <laughs> that was good. That, I, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think the worst part about all of it was the stark contrast between what happened that night and then what happened yesterday. Yeah. With Trump's first oh, press conference as president-elect. Like, I really, yeah. the whole time, because actually most of the time I was just listening. I wasn't watching. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many times my brain slipped into Alec Baldwin. Like, I really was, like, expecting a live from New York. It's Saturday night, right. like, yeah. at one point in the middle of it. Because... It's scary. And and then my brain just had to keep remembering, no, this isn't a parody. This is actually real life. And holy shit. But, I mean, the... I just don't even... I mean, it was so unpresidential. Yeah. I mean, he started it with derating the press. Yes. And then when CNN tried to answer a question, he like cut them off repeatedly, repeatedly, right. repeatedly. What mm-hmm. I, he he didn't start it with that. He started it by having his press secretary come out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and once that he guy started talking. Attacked the press. Yeah. And yeah. then Pence came out. Mm-hmm. And Pence Attack. started by attacking yeah. the press. And then Trump came out. None of these three, the first three people to the podium, none of them had prepared remarks to talk about whatever the positive Trump agenda would be. Mm -hmm. Nothing. We still don't 
though. You, you talk about I'm going to simultaneously repeal and replace with fucking what? You've told us nothing. Right. And right. the only thing I've heard is health savings account, which is not a plan. That's basically a savings account. Yeah, right. you're you can save pay, your own yeah. money so I'm you can pay for your, your health care. And who can pay for a surgery out of pocket? Yeah. Like, that's not a plan. Telling people, save your money to go to the doctor. Like, yeah, right. I can't. Well, I can't with them. <laughs> these these are some of the terrible prospects mm-hmm. yes. that we would be facing if yes. they were allowed to dismantle exactly. Obamacare. Yeah. Pay uh, for it yourself. Right. Um, and so I, I think what yesterday made very clear is that um, if we continue to put pressure on the Trump administration because of all of these different scandals and you know you can definitely read about it in any paper you want yeah um is there's you know there's a a new movement of people who are you know they're they've woken up they're mm-hmm. seeing what's going on yesterday made it crystal clear he's yeah. attacking the press mm-hmm. he's going <laughs> they after just CNN. Now woke up. <laughs> <laughs> well you know apparently yes uh and and yeah. you know there aren't positive proposals being put forward. It's just attack, you know, the yeah. Affordable Care How Act. How terrible it is. Defund like, Planned Parenthood yeah. federally. Yeah. Uh, and these are the things that we really need to put pressure on. Yeah. And maybe that pressure comes in the form of saying, hey, Rob Portman, you supported Donald Trump, but look at all these horrible things that Donald Trump's done that, you know, border on treason. You need to get off of the Trump agenda. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and focus on the real guy. people. Focus on America. Yeah. Public. So I I think taking you know things like these you know this press conference and yeah. the, the topics that they were discussing mm-hmm. uh, and, and the topics they were ignoring uh, and and putting pressure on that um, is going to be a key part of defeating mm-hmm. uh, the anti Obamacare, anti Planned Parenthood, yes. anti woman, mm-hmm. anti abortion agenda. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's crazy. I saw this um, story that my friend shared. Um, about a guy that was posting, because I shared it, so you guys have seen it too, about a guy who honestly, he honestly didn't realize that Obamacare and the ACA were the yeah. same thing. And he had he has his insurance through the ACA, and he was like, I'm going to keep my insurance through the ACA, and Obamacare will be repealed. Like, there's legit <laughs> people out there that think yeah. that. It, that's, yeah, he that's posted scary. an article like, yay, they're repealing scary. Obamacare. And one of his friends was like... Um, Dude. You get your insurance. <laughs> you get your insurance. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. I get yeah. it through the ACA. It's totally different. Yeah. Right. I'm like, uh, like no. being dead serious. Yeah. Like that is scary. Well, mm-hmm. those are the people who want government out of their lives, yeah. but they still want their social security check. Uh-huh. And it's like, uh-uh, you don't understand. That's <laughs> not how any of this works. <laughs> no. right. Well, and yeah. I think, I think as long as we can focus on like the crazy shit Trump does and tweeting about Meryl Streep and those kind of things and redirect it at his agenda, it's yeah. all good. It's when yes. we get distracted by. Yeah this bullshit and then let Congress in the middle of the night last night start repealing pieces, putting things in place to repeal the fact that students can, well, young people can stay on their parents' insurance until they're 26. They started um, dismantling the um, no prorating for women um, piece of the ACA last night, last night in the middle of the night. I mean, they were in until like four o'clock in the morning. Pre-existing condition. Yeah. So, you know, being a pre-existing condition before the ACA women's health insurance was three or four times more expensive. Like we hadn't, I mean, we had heard about it, but hadn't really noticed the extent of it until we hired a guy to work in our, our Cleveland office many years ago before the ACA. And, you know, his insurance was a fraction of what we were paying for me and my boss. Like, we're like, are you kidding me? Like, we're, I can't remember, we're like, we're something like 350, and he was like, yeah, 110. 
I mean, it was a ridiculous amount different Mm -hmm. just because you were a woman. Yeah. And so, you know, that was forbidden under the ACA and they've started dismantling that. They've started dismantling the protections for pre-existing conditions so that, you know, children who are born with birth defects and have a pre-existing condition for the rest of their life could never get insurance for the rest of their life because insurance companies wouldn't insure them. Why is that a good idea? Because Obamacare is evil. I don't, yeah, I... (laughs) Yeah. But y'all voted for these people. Mm-hmm. Now, emphasis on y'all, because I sure as hell didn't. But, yeah. 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 So, so yeah, I mean, they've already started dismantling the ACA. They've already started um, pulling. And, and this defunding of Planned Parenthood, we're talking about a little bit different stuff. This is mm-hmm. actually Medicaid reimbursements for services provided. Mm-hmm. So this isn't like Title Ten or other, like, federal program stuff that we've defunded here at the state level. Right. This is actually saying... Planned Parenthood can't be a Medicaid provider. Mm-mm. And if you've ever known anyone on Medicaid or been on Medicaid yourself, you know that there aren't just this plethora of Medicaid providers no, out there. No, no. In they fact, don't it's nearly impossible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But according to another terrible person, Shannon Jones, they should just go to their primary care provider. Because yeah. doesn't, doesn't every, I mean, she has one. So mm-hmm. doesn't everyone everybody else should have, have one. one of those? Yeah. yeah. No, they don't exist in the Medicaid system. Medicaid <laughs> system. So. So, you know, those are the things that Congress has started. Um, we kind of expect a full d- Medicaid defunding of Planned Parenthood by mid-February. And then most likely in the spring, into summer, into early fall, they'll start the Title X and other programmatic funding that's aimed at Planned Parenthood through that budget fight. Mm-hmm. So Right. And we'll see what they do with the ACA. I mean, they were all like, let's repeal now and then replace it later. And now, like, they're starting to realize, oh, we probably shouldn't do that because people will probably get really mad because they don't understand right now that their insurance will go away, but then their insurance will go away and Ooh, that'll be bad. Right. So I think they might be slowing their roll a tiny bit on repealing now and waiting to replace, but God knows what they'll really do. I know Trump is like pushing to do it immediately though. Yeah. Well, and he can sign executive. I mean, so many of the, like, you know, the ACA lined out like, contraceptives will be covered at no cost, but it was rules within HHS that outlined how that actually was implemented. Mm-hmm. So the administration can immediately suspend those rules yeah. and get well, rid of all those things. Well, his new pick for health secretary says that women can, there's not one woman who can't afford birth control. Yeah. So that the fact that um, the, those women who are saying mm-hmm. that they can't afford that $800 IUD are, are they're, lies. They're lying. Lies. So they can just send their bill to that dude. Yeah. All right, so there's a lot going along. There's a lot of uh, need to fight back. Uh, fortunately, uh, our last segment, we've got plenty of opportunities to help you fight back. <laughs> yes, a lot going on here in Ohio, so I'll try to remember everything. But luckily, Gabe will be sending out an email today with the whole events calendar. Um, so if you're not on our email list, you can go to prochoiceohio.org and sign up to get our email list so you will receive our emails and you'll know about all this stuff. But anyway, so this Sunday um, in Columbus, the uh, sister march to the March on Columbus is hap- uh, march on Washington is happening <laughs> here in Columbus. Um, and basically it's going to be an all day event, but the main March is happening. I'm starting in front of COSI and we're lining up at 1230 and marching to the state house and we'll be there to around 330. And then there'll be some tabling at the Sheraton and then, um, I I guess sort of like a healthcare forum. Yeah. Um, also at the Sheraton, but again, we'll send you the Facebook event. Information Uh, on all of these events, because there's a lot of them. It's going to be in the show notes on our blog. 
um, we'll put on our website, on our website yeah. and you'll get them by email. So exactly. Um, so yeah, let's do that. Um, so that's also, January 15th. 15th. On the 21st, uh, which is the actual inauguration, there's going to be a march in Cleveland, in Dayton, and in Cincinnati, all on the same day. So, again, we'll send out all of those details. There'll be different events happening um, throughout the week. Um, mm-hmm. So if you email me, randy at org, I can let you know about different, because there's lots of different organizations that are doing lots of different events. So if you want to know about that stuff, you can contact me. Um, yeah. Let me throw in a couple more here. Sure. Um, <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this in Columbus on January 18th, it's the Columbus Repro Happy Hour at the St. James Tavern. Um, the big marches are on the 21st, like Randy said. Uh, if you're in Cleveland on the 23rd, there's a preterm row event. Uh, and on the 31st is a preterm storytelling event. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the 31st down in Cincinnati will be the row together activist boot camp. Boot camp. Yeah. Jamie, can you talk a bit about what people should expect for those events? Yeah, so what we wanted to do, we've done row events before, and if you've attended FOCO row events or FOCO events in Cleveland, you know, they've been somebody coming in or a movie or those kind of things. And we felt like this year people didn't want to come in and listen to somebody because we have lots of really smart people who say greatly great things, but people don't want to sit there and be passive. They want to do something. Yeah. So we're going to start each one with some kind of short program. I think the Cleveland one has a panel, actually, with Jennifer Branch, um, State Representative Stephanie House, Molly McMaster from preterm, excuse me. And um, I feel like one more other person, I think rabbi. And um, so they'll do their little panel first. And then the meat of the program is what we're calling the activist boot camp. So in different places, there'll be different kind of um, presentations and ways to get involved, like storytelling training or um, more talk about the defunding of Planned Parenthood at the federal level and how to talk to your people about that. Um, and then there'll be just kind of activity booths where you can just write a postcard or do those kinds of things. So what we're what we're trying to do is get people connected to a variety of different organizations and a variety of different ways to get involved because we know not everybody is going to want to get involved in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are going to happen in Cincinnati on the 31st. We're going to do one in Columbus, location to be, to be determined, but um, the date is the 8th of February and then the Cleveland one is on the 9th of February at mm-hmm. the SEIU um, 1199 downtown and then we're working on scheduling them in Dayton and Toledo as well so yeah. you know if you're in those areas stay tuned for dates and information on those and then the last event on our calendar for our uh, winter um, events uh, is February 15th if you're in Columbus at the Ace of Cups there's a comedy show um, so like I said, that's like a dozen or more events. <laughs> Check out the show notes, um, or, you know, on our blog, um, to, to see exactly where they are. If, if you know, if you're in any part of Ohio, there's going to be something near you. So mm-hmm. yeah. that should be pretty cool. And if you aren't near something, email volunteer oh, at ProChoiceOhio.org and Randy and or Annie will be get, will get together with you yes. and plan something in your something. company. Yeah. You can do something in your town. <laughs> yep. Cool. And then we'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.